live from the Parent Nation studios, it's Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents, shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. Yeah, well, I got a newsflash for you, folks. The problem with kids is parents. Excuse me, Sheryl Sandberg, but I'm not leaning in anymore. I'm sick of spilling my martini. (laughs) I'm serious. It's time to put the F word back in parenting. Fun parenting. Oh my gosh, why can't we do this? Why can't we have dance parties in our kitchens? I don't understand. And now, here's your host, Tara Kennedy Clive. Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome to the show. Oh, my gosh. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Hi. How are you? Sounds I'm like great. you lost your voice a little bit. You know what? I've been having a good time. I, <laughs> I've seen and heard. So think? if you, if, hey, if Parent Nation, if you're not following me on my Facebook pages, um, you should be because you're missing out on all the fun. Mm-hmm. Right, Kelly? Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was right there with you. Man, I that would have been that would have been the one thing that would have made it even better. Oh, see. And, yeah. you know, I was totally talking you up, too. You were. Yeah. So let's catch everybody up. OK. I just got back from a birthday cruise with my my soul sister, Regina Garapi, and um, met. We, OK, there was 12 of us. On this birthday cruise, all happily married. Well, no, that's that's a freaking lie. But all really successful, happy, amazing women. And um, oh, my gosh, you can't believe how badly we got hit on. But it was so cool because all of us could turn around and go, we're not here to hook up. (laughs) We're here because we want to be with each other. We are so much more awesome than, than any, you know, random hookup that could ever happen on a cruise ship. Not that I would ever do that because I'm married, but some of them were not. And we we just had such a blast being like a, an amazing sisterhood, oh. telling like random, ridiculous jokes. You know, like there was like the running jokes that went through. Well, we went to the Bahamas where conk is a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave that out there. And <laughs> How do you spell that? It's 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 N C H, Kong, Kong. Yeah, there's an N in there. But anyway, not at the table that we were sitting at. So anyhow, we just we behaved like really um, mature teenage girls, mm-hmm. and I was so inspired to just be around those women. And we talked about you a lot, Kelly. Really? Because, yeah, because, well, they, they know you. Like, a lot of them listen to the show. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so we just talked about the amazing women in our lives. My friend Delilah. We talked about my friend Delilah a lot. And, you know, it was just, it was one of those things where you miss the people that weren't there because you knew how much they would have added and how much they would have taken away. Oh. You know? Um, but I... It, Here's the thing. I highly recommend if you're a dad or if you're a mom, get a group of your gender people, your gender parents together and do something amazingly fun that's completely out of the box, that takes you and completely disconnects you from the rest of your family for a period of time. You will find a support system. 
it's meant to be. You will find a support system and you must do it for yourself. You must reignite yourself. You must reconnect with yourself if you're going to be a better parent and you're going to be a better spouse and whatever it is that you want to be. You, you have to do it. You owe it to yourself to do it. And I felt the most amazing mom guilt ever on the planet. I felt the most amazing wife guilt on the planet because I left my family in the snow. <laughs> really bad snow, like like shitty weather conditions. Any mom would feel bad about that. Um, but I had to remember that I was doing this for me. Right. You know? And ultimately for them. Right, because I came back with a full picture. Mm-hmm. You know? So... And not so great when, when you know, they're dried up sponges and <laughs> you come back. There's a lot of hydration that needs to happen right now for them. Um, but we can do that because I'm in a space where I can, I can hold down that level of conversation. And you know what I mean? Like, I can take it. Right. I, I got a little bit more resilient on this trip. Mm. Although if somebody could stop the boat from rocking right now, I'd be really excited (laughs) about that. Still? No one told me about this feeling. (laughs) When the hell does this go away? (laughs) (laughs) I still want to wear my C-bands. Christina Dunbar, last night, Christina Dunbar was wearing her her Mm C-bands and we're like, honey, we're not on the boat anymore. And she goes, no, I'm more seasick now. Oh, than I was on the boat because of this feeling is so unnatural. On the boat, it made sense. You could justify it. Right. But when you get off the boat and you're on dry land, you're like, well, what the hell is this? (laughs) So it was fun. It was a good time. It was an amazingly good time. I don't know that I would do a cruise again, though. No? I'm too much of an adventurer, if that makes any sense. Like... You, you take me to a place like Key West, Florida that I've never been in my whole life and you go, be back on the boat by four. Right. The hell, that's when the party starts. Mm. You know what I mean? That's, that's when you're just getting going is four o'clock and then you have to be back on the boat. And it's the, you know, it's like, it's, it's the same thing every day over and it's like Groundhog Day. And it really was Groundhog Day, which is funny. Ah. <laughs> No, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like groundhog day in that aspect. Um, but they had the super bowl and they did it. They did it like all over the ship, but they did it in the big theater. Ooh, that would be cool. It was so cool. Like half the, half the stadium, the stadium, half the theater was decorated for the Pats and half the uh, theater was decorated for the Seahawks. Right. And people separated themselves and it was mm-hmm. crazy. Oh, you posted um, a picture of that, didn't you? Yeah, it was really awesome. Mm -hmm. It was really a lot of fun. Because I was kind of bummed because we've always had the Super Bowl party. Right. You know, so I was kind of bummed about that. Um, I I can tell you this, Kelly. I'm not bummed that I missed having to explain some of them freaking commercials to my kids. It was crazy this year, wasn't it? OMG, Becky, what the heck? (laughs) I was looking for lots of laughs. I was hoping to laugh too. Like you know, where's the the uh, the uh, um, the lions? The carne asada. Like that's funny. <laughs> and the Budweiser lizards. Like this is fun stuff. Why do I have to explain spousal abuse yeah. during the Super Bowl? Here's the thing for me, Kelly. I don't know if you agree with me on this or not, but the Super Bowl and like main like like main event sporting events on TV 
are the few traditions that families can still gather together and not have to give gifts to people. <laughs> you know, it's, it's literally just a party and they have to put in that dark haunting, you know, not, not only the, 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 uh, no more the spousal abuse one, which they tried to justify the commercial by saying, well, they didn't actually show a victim. They didn't actually show any violence. Oh, yeah, Brainiac, that just means I had to explain all the more to my kids because now they don't get it. Right. You know what I mean? If somebody's beat up on the, on the screen, I can say, well, that woman got beat up and she was calling for help, and that makes sense. But when you make it that dark and that cryptic, now I have to explain a thousand times more to my kid. Right. I just thought it was in poor taste. I understand their message and I am behind their message a thousand percent and put it on during Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know, like when my kids, there's no chance I'm going to, well, there's slim to no chance my kids are going to see it, you know? And then the other one, the nationwide one with the dead little boy. You know, I didn't see that one, just heard a lot of hubbub about it. Yeah. Then like, I didn't even want to go, even go look at it. So I don't know. What was that? Well, it was a nationwide commercial, and it was based on household accidents that take mm. the lives of a lot of children every year. <clears throat> and they're very tragic, and I get that, too. But they, it was a little boy, an adorable little boy, in what appeared to be his burial suit. Um, saying, I'll never get to fly, I'll never go to the prom, I'll never walk down the aisle getting married, I'll never do any of those things because I was killed in an accident. Mm. And then they showed an overflowing tub of water, you know, a, a TV smashed on the floor, like the tipping accidents and the right. drowning accidents, and, the, and, and kitchen cabinets open showing chemicals and stuff like that. Once again, here's the thing. If, if I'm sitting there with my nine-year-old child or my seven-year-old child um, or a really intelligent four-year-old child and we're watching the Super Bowl together and everybody's having a great time and that comes on and now my kid goes, what was that all about? Oh, well, that little boy is dead. Mm -hmm. Oh, awesome. From taking a bath? I'll never do that again. From right. watching TV, which is what we're doing right now? Oh, that's comforting as hell. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as parents... We want to explain these very serious topics in our own time. If you want to reach us as parents, do it out of prime time. You know, don't do it when I'm sitting there with my kids so that you give me a reason to talk to my kid about something that you have no right making me talk about. So true. Right? Same thing goes with, um, with uh, bladder and yeast infections. I'm not <laughs> about that stuff with my kids. Right. I got all men in my house. They don't get it, <laughs> you know, and, and erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Or, or uh, like the stimul male stimulants. Why, <laughs> why are you putting this stuff on the radio at three 30 in the afternoon when I'm bringing my kid home from school? <laughs> I, Oh my gosh. I think we are, we have gotten so far into shock factor advertising that we don't even realize what we're doing anymore. Mm -hmm. It's gotten insane. And I'm, I'm not sad that I missed that for a week. So you know? did they ask your husband any questions? Oh, my kids don't No, My husband doesn't watch professional sports. Okay. 
No, we he would only watch the Super Bowl because it was a party and it was on. Mm-hmm. But he didn't even really watch the game. Okay, so he didn't have to deal with it since you weren't home. Right. <laughs> but here's the thing: my kids are 16 and 14. Okay. And these are topics that we talk about all the time. Sure. You know, because it's things that have already affected them in so many ways. You know, um, so they've had a, they've experienced a lot of loss in their life at very young ages. Mm. So, you know, we were in a, in a situation where that was not an uncomfortable conversation for us, but for somebody who's never seen it, you know, or, or kids that don't talk about it and don't experience it. I I just think it was ridiculous. And I, and, and they did exactly what they meant to do. They shocked the hell out of people so much that now everyone is talking about their brand. Right. And that's exactly what they wanted. Right. It's the same thing Coca-Cola did last year when they had all the people of different languages singing the Star Spangled Banner or America the Beautiful. I'm sorry. It was America the Beautiful, mm-hmm. which I personally thought was a beautiful commercial. It was. Yeah. But so many people were like, oh, you know, you don't sing that. You don't sing that song in any language other than American. America. American, because that's a language. <laughs> the American language. American language. And these are the people that you're trusting your message with advertisers come on let's think about this for a second <laughs> Woo! rock the boat don't, don't rock, rock the boat baby, baby. Rock the boat. i am literally the... right did you I... guys sing that on the ship no <sighs> i think it's a bit too traumatic for too many people oh, okay. that would have been kind of like watching the titanic mm, yeah. <laughs> you don't see that on ships a whole lot you know tonight's show is <laughs> Right. Oh my gosh, Chris was asking about that too. My husband. It's like, don't like, say bomb in an airport. Exactly. Like they don't show snakes on a plane when you're flying to Europe. You know, with, it's probably not going to show the yeah Titanic. But <laughs> but it was interesting. We spent an entire day at sea for no reason than to just spend an entire day at sea. I thought that was kind of a an odd practice. Well, you have to get to where you're going, right? No, 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 no. You don't understand. Like, we, we just spent a day at sea. Let me put it into perspective. We went from the Bahamas to Key West, Florida, and it took us two days to do it. That's not normal. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. So you were just <laughs> out there farting around. Farting around, literally. <laughs> literally just floating. And uh, bobbing and weaving. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, it makes you look like a really good dancer. <laughs> when, when, when you've had a couple in you and you get on the dance floor and then the boat starts rocking, you're like, right. oh, am I smooth or what? <laughs> Dancing with the stars, baby. Oh, that's hilarious. It was amazing. We had such a good time. We played Cards Against Humanity, and uh, that was fun. I hadn't done that with a group of... 12 women before that was a good time i've never played that it's a very inappropriate game that would be awesome to play with a group of friends while you're drinking okay yeah but don't did you have a looky lose coming by and trying to see what you're doing we actually had the most amazing couple it was my friend regina's 40th birthday that's what we were celebrating happy birthday regina happy birthday regina so and um this random stranger came up to us with an entire chocolate, amazing ganache cake with berries all over it. And mm. she's like, 
Our travel agent gave that to us, gave this to us, and we ate one little piece of it, and we just can't possibly eat the rest of it. And you look like you're having such a great time. Mm -hmm. So here you go, and gave 12 women on a boat a giant chocolate ganache cake. <laughs> on it. Right on. So it was amazing. So, and then, like, we would say really appropriate things at inopportune moments when people would walk by, and then we would definitely get people like, what? Where did that, what? A cooler full of orgasms. What does that mean? <laughs> it was the card actually said a cooler full of organs. Okay. But but it was misread three times by the same person, which made it even funnier. You right. know what I mean? It's like what is on your mind, sister? That was, uh, and see, that's the kind of just random fun, yes. adult fun that you should be allowed to have, and not get in trouble for I it. I love it. And have no one say, "Oh, you shouldn't do that." Right. Oh, that's really inappropriate. That's not very maternal. That's not very ladylike. You know what? Sometimes you just got to go bullshit. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm calling bullshit on that. And then I'm just going to have a good time and be me for like five days. And then I can go back and pretend to be whatever. Um, but know that I still got it in me. Right. <laughs> and that's all we need to know. We still that's have it. said. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there were a lot of those over there. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, so it was a good time. I have so much news that I wanted to talk about, but I felt like I just kind of went with the flow um, to talk about, you know, the fun times. Right. That we had. You have to debrief. Um, you have to debrief. And, uh, you know, maybe next week we'll talk about the kid who got four days suspension for making his friend disappear like Harry Potter because it was a terroristic threat. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Maybe we won't. Okay. But um, I just want, I want Parent Nation to know that we're more than just parenting. Um, we're, we're adult people who have children. And I think we forget that too much. Right? Yes. Yeah. Think about what Me you too. had to do to get that baby. <laughs> oh, speaking that. of that, real quick, I know we only have a few minutes. I just had seconds, actually. I had twin grandkids born yesterday. One boy, one girl. Oh my gosh! I Abby. know. How dare you withhold that kind of information? I only fifteen seconds until know. the break. <laughs> oh, for crying in a bucket! Oh, happy birthday, babies! Oh, they're so cute. Oh, that's Bryce, so exciting. Bryson and Layton. Oh, welcome to the family, kiddos. We're going to go to break and we come back. We're going to talk to Doug Harold about Dad Day. Yeah, Dad Day. Yeah. This is my Tara's taking a cocktail break, and we're taking care of business with a word from these sponsors. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children ages 24 to 18 who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. 
Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, Parent Nation, welcome back to the show. It is Dad Day. Dad Day. I mean, Dad Day. We like to celebrate dads. We I don't love, think we do it enough. We love dads. We love dads. I think everybody should love dads. I mean, most of us have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it, in some way or another, you're kind of here because of a dad. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think that we should we should celebrate dads a lot more. So my first guest is one of those amazingly um insightful dads. His name's Doug Harold, and he's been a pastor for over 20 years, but he's the president and CEO of Time and Eternity. And the thing I love about his message, Kelly, is that he deals with parents um, who are spending a lot of time with at work mm-hmm. and then feel that horrible parent guilt. Right. So they try to overcompensate either by giving their kids everything they want or, um, you know, or they just lose communication with their kids completely. And then they're like, oh, these ungrateful kids don't appreciate how much I work, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. So he works with parents in those arenas to help kind of figure out how to still be the family person and still have a career and, and do all those things that we have to do if we're going to if we're going to function in life. So, hello, Doug. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I am great. Hi, Doug. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doug, tell us a little bit about, because um, I know you had, you were a, a really busy business person, um, and you were working a ton of hours, and you were trying to raise three daughters, and is that how you decided to start this whole thing, or, you know, how did your kids react to that? Well, uh Actually, you know, I got three amazing daughters, uh, 19 to 22. Uh, one just graduated college and two is at Pensacola Christian College with 4.0 grade point averages. Uh, wow. You know, really, we, you know, my wife uh, was working for PNG when we had three kids in rapid succession. And, and she come home and she said, I feel like the Lord wants me to homeschool. And I said, okay, you better do what the Lord wants you to do. So she uh, left PNG to homeschool, and I uh, went to work and, and worked uh, multiple jobs, uh, pastor a church, and worked nearly full-time 
uh, all of the time during pastoring a church. And and uh, my wife and I were lucky enough, and in time and eternity we call it the wholeness of life. Uh, we were we were blessed enough to to understand uh, you know what we were trying to do and and really the purpose on what we were trying to do. And and we uh, you know we we sort of learned by hard knocks that you know explaining to our daughters and obviously my wife. Uh, Homeschooling our daughters had a had a great bond and deal, but just sitting down every night at the table, uh, making that a priority in our life, that literally happened, you know, 26 or 28 days out of every month, uh, to where we all talked and we all communicated, and we were lucky enough to be able to talk to them about the purpose inside of what uh, what we were trying to do as a family, whether it was you know cutting back on our our personal expenses in order to support missionaries, or dad had to do. A couple of product launches, and he was going to be really, really working lots of hours in the next 30 days. But really trying to explain the purpose of the why to our daughters, uh, it was really, it was really, really fortunate for us because our daughters, uh, they grew up, uh, you know, being kids, and they grew up understanding that, you know, that life is is all one, and we have to learn that when we're when we're participating in one part of life, all the rest of life is going on. Uh, that's why we call it the wholeness of life, but. But really, I think the communication, and I think to, to be able to talk about what's important, uh, you know, when the kids, my daughters had something that was important, making sure that they understood that it was okay to say, hey, Dad, this is going on, and it's real important to us, and, and me prioritizing that time, you know. Uh, so it was lots of give and take, but lots of communication, lots of understanding what we were trying to do inside of our family and inside of our family unit by you know, by taking care of things like college and taking care of uh, things like, you know, missionary support and charitable giving uh, and understanding really the purpose behind what we were trying to do as a family. So I hear you saying a lot of things that I think a lot of Parent Nation would be saying, that's awesome for you, um, that you were able to have one one member, you know, of their, your parenting team stay home and homeschool your kids. And um, I know that that's not possible for a lot of people. And uh, yes. so or or not even not possible, not desirable. You know, I, I know personally I have an opportunity to spend time with my kids in the evening. My kids are not enrolled in 473,000 sports and activities, so we actually do get to spend time together as a family. However, I would not want to – I don't want to homeschool them. That, you know – so for me, it's I, – I would love to know what types of conversations were you having at the dinner table – that changed your relationship? Like, what would you recommend to someone who's a dad that's listening or a mom who's listening right now that's working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week? What types of things would you recommend for them to get that communication back with their family? Well, certainly I recognize and we work with lots of people that uh, that both parents or even single parent having to work and, and, and you know, trying to get an understanding of, of you know, what, what that family you know, what we're doing or why we're doing it and, and making sure that we do have time for communication. So whether it's in a marriage or inside of a inside of raising kids, I think the communication is the big part to make sure that that we build a line of communication to talk to our children and and then you know, like you said, lots of kids are really, really busy and in lots of things and we, we find ourselves uh 
you know, doing everything but never saying anything. And I, I think mm-hmm. that's a that, I think that's a dangerous a dangerous place to be. And I think we have to consciously build time, just like you say with with your children in the evening. Uh, you, we got to consciously build time, uh, unfortunately, into our schedule to make sure that. Uh, it's unfortunate that we have to say it this way, but we have to build time in our schedule and make sure that we have that we have the opportunity to to make sure that we that we are having conversations with our kids and we're finding out uh, being involved in our life and finding out what's important to them, regardless of of how old they are. Things that are important to them are still important to them. You know, puppy love is still real to a puppy, and and sometimes we get so busy in in our adult phase of our life that uh, you know that that we we assume that. You know, our kids will just be okay, and and very seldom does that happen without you know without good communication and and being able to talk to them about you know what what their needs are, what their wants are, what their desires are, what frustrates them, and that really does take uh, some communication in order to do that. You know what's funny to me about what you just said, Doug? It it kind of like shed a light on something. I think what what our parents' generation. And, you know, my grandparents and that sort of thing. I think what they did differently in parenting was they parented in front of their kids. They lived life in front of their kids. And to your earlier point, I don't think we do that anymore. We spend so much time shuttling our kids to other areas where they're not with us that we have no opportunity to actually be parents and adults in front of them to model these things that we got from our parents. You know, not only communication with them, but communication. Like, how do you communicate with another person? (laughs) You know what I mean? And you do a lot of that. You do a lot of that. Um, You talk a lot about kind of like that village concept of, you know, how do you communicate with your spouse and how do you communicate with other people to help you raise your kids? Yeah, well, I think think communication is, is the real important piece and, and you know a lot of times even in, in our marriage in a, at, a, at a young age we found ourselves uh, you know not talking about certain things in front of the kids and then you know as our kids begin to get older they're not nearly as clueless as we think they are and as as, as our kids begin to hit the teenage years and then you know early adulthood all of a sudden you know we realize that you know hey you know some of these things that we had tried to hide from them for years one we did a poor job of hiding it and two, we're not really prepping them for reality when we, when we never constructively deal with a problem. We never constructively deal with a lack of communication problem or actually having a plan uh, to deal with some of those things. So we were, we were fortunate enough to be able to, to see that and then to be able to start, you know, having some of those conversations with our girls at, at 14, 15, 16 years old that, yeah, here's, you know, here's the realities of life. Here's the, the realities of, you know, what we're trying to save for your school and we're, we have bills to pay and we have things to do. And, you know, we may not be able to afford everything that everybody else does, but here's what we can afford and here's what real life sometimes is. So, no, I think you're right. I think as, as parents, we were, we were duped early on and, and uh, making our kids think everything's perfect. And that's just not reality. And, it's, and hmm. they're going to find that very quickly. I found that kids figure out uh, hypocrites quickly, quickly than anybody else. Uh, but even with their mom and dads, you know, you can just be honest and say, hey, here's what we're going through and here's some of the realities. And I'm not talking about putting all the pressure on the kids that sometimes we as adults have, but also beginning to, beginning to equip them to react with the realities that there are pressures that are coming. 
and it does take communication and hard work to work through some of those pressures that come. It's amazing because I was just reading a story. It was one of the things that I was going to talk about this in the first segment, but I didn't. And it's a there's so many studies out there today. It's just absolutely ridiculous. But one of them is that we should not tell our kids how much we make. We shouldn't have those conversations with our kids about how much we make. And because it it stifles their desire to follow their dreams and blah, blah, blah. I But what you're saying is actually the types of conversations that I believe you should be having with your kids. You know, this is what I do for a living. This is what that pays. And this is what that can afford. So if you well, want yeah. more, do something different. <laughs> you know, if, yeah, well, you yeah. Know. If you want more, you gotta you gotta do something different, and and you gotta you know you gotta keep growing inside of life. And you know, for for our kids, it was never an option about their continuing education on the college. Uh, for me, and my wife, we neither one you know had went to college right out of high school. We just we were raised in a in a small town community where you just work and then you know and then our girls you know we taught them you know when they had summer jobs how to give and how to tithe and and how to do special things and yeah here's what we do here's how we do it uh you know here's the here's how we budget here's the budget for our families you know our family's conveniences here's the budget for our needs here's the budget mm -hmm. for our wants and our needs come first and that our wants come out of the opportunities of what's left based on on what we're making and i think it 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 it's amazing that, you know, the, the, how kids will, how young people will pick up on just the reality and the truth of, of where you're at. And, and then all of a sudden, there's lots of things that go away because you're just being transparent and you're being uh, forthright with your kids on where, you know, where things are. I love that the word parent is in transparent. Yes. <laughs> 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 I think that's how we should all be. And I think that that's a really cool idea of what you just said, because we forget, like right now you go to, I do, I have a toy company. And when we go to toy fair, everybody's always coming out with the latest and greatest way to teach your kids about money. And so they have piggy banks and they're like, spend, save, give. And that's cool. But I don't think we teach kids enough about the reality of finances, because those things are all well and good when you're a kid. But like our kids, if they want something, like you want a cell phone, you're going to pay for it. And you're going to have to do work to pay for that cell phone. And these, this is what that job pays. And I love that you have a budget for your, for your needs and you have a budget for your wants. And then how cool to have a budget, you know, what's left over for your gifts. You know, uh, yeah, it's been it's been really good to be able to do some things that way and to be able to teach our girls because, you know, it's easy to get in the habit of spending. It's hard to get in the habit of saving uh, and yeah. very seldom. <laughs> but but yet, you know, when somebody gives you a hundred dollar bill, the first thing most people think about is, what am I going to spend this on instead of, oh, you know, I can save this. And, and there's a there's a habitual habit that comes along with saving as same as it goes along with spending. And then all of a sudden you're you're building up something and then you're able to make very conscious decisions on what you're spending your hard-earned money on, and then you're also able to you're able to do, you're able to give, you're able to to buy those things. But it makes you consciously think about what you're doing with the money that that you have. Uh, and even mm -hmm. as our girls went to college, you know, we gave them so much a month, and you know, they had to figure out how to budget what they were doing 
inside of that month. And it, the choice was theirs because, you know, fortunately at the college they're at, they can have food, uh, part of it. But if they're going to buy extras, if they spend all the extras in the first 10 days of the month, the last 20 days of the month they're going to be, you know, on campus eating, you know, the college food. And, and that's all a part of life. But it teaches them how to start being fiscally responsible because I we all that. need that. I agree. I, I love the types of conversations that you had with your girls. And I think that that's really, well, I mean, let's face it, that's, that's the message is that conversations need to be more than how was your day and what does your homework look like and what practice do you have to be at tonight? It's things like, you know, what kind of a financially responsible person are you and what are your dreams and what are your goals and, you know, what's something that went really well today? So I love that you're doing all of that. Doug, we're going to have to go in just like a few seconds. So I want to make sure that everybody knows how to get a hold of you. Um, I know your book is called In Hope for Time and Eternity. Do you have a website that the listeners can go to? Uh, yeah, www.timeandeternity.net uh, awesome. is our website. Uh, love to have you come visit and you can reach out to us on that website also. That's fantastic. Oh my gosh, Doug, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your, uh, your great tips and ideas with Parent Nation. Um, our next guest when we come back from this break is Don Jackson and where he is the daddy newbie. So uh, we're going to be talking to him. He's a three-time cancer survivor and the dad of a three-year-old. So uh, we're going to be talking about struggles and life and fun as a daddy newbie when we come back pop up window or close your itunes player uh, oh f- it's parrot nation tara kennedy klein needs a pee break and then we'll be right back with more parenting with a twist Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. spouse or mate have any habits that drive you crazy? Psychology Today magazine reports that it's often the pettiest of issues that can tear a couple apart. Now, I don't consider myself a microlipid. That's a person totally bothered by trifles. But I will admit my husband has a few habits I wish he didn't. But then, don't we all? I admit one of my most annoying habits is I tend to interrupt others while they're trying to speak. In fact, I'm so adroit. I even interrupt myself. What's a word for a person who constantly interrupts others in conversation? An embuggerist. I suppose if we never annoyed our spouses once in a while, the relationship might get boring. What's another word for a boring person? A whopstraw. It's merging never heard. 
I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am... Um, I really loved Kelly. I just want to give Doug props because I don't think that we, um, I, I don't think that we got his information out there uh, the way I wanted to. And also, I think that a lot of what he was saying is so similar to what we talk about in mm-hmm. Stop Raising Einstein about having those conversations. So I wanted to, I, you know, like shameless self promotion here. I want to plug myself for a second. It's my show, and I'm allowed to do that, right? Right on. So right on, sister. So. If you're having trouble communicating with your kid and you don't know where to start, that's what Stop Raising Einstein is all about. It's a daily guided journal with journaling prompts every day of questions to ask your kid about their dreams and their goals and their aspirations and, you know, philanthropy and accountability and all of those things that go well beyond Hey, how was your day? What's your homework situation? Right. So, right. So that's the kind of thing that when people talk about um, starting conversations with their kids and I, I always joke, oh, well, I wish somebody had written a book about that. There's totally a book about that parent nation and it's called Stop Raising Einstein. So if you want to have communication with your kid and you want to find out more about your kid and you want your kid to find out more about you so that you respect each other, um, you should buy my book. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to flat out say it. It's, it's a really good book. So I just want to throw that out there. Um, so I, uh, we're, we're trying to get a hold of our, uh, our guest, Don Jackson, um, who has daddynewbie.com. And, uh, I wanted to basically, he has a lot of really great experience that I wanted to talk about. Um, and he talks about the universe and, um, the, like the, the perspective the universe is something that we have taken to be a very female concept right have you have you realized that oh yeah so he i love that he talks about it from the dad concept but he's not answering us so we're just going to talk about something else and we're going to try to get him back on another time so how does that sound sounds good to me all right so i wanted to talk about um i wanted to talk about aiden stewart at the beginning of the show anyway so we're going to talk about him now okay so do you know who Aiden Stewart is? No. Okay, so there's this nine-year-old kid named Aiden Stewart, and he lives in Kermit, Texas, which I found hysterically funny. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Little Aiden Stewart was suspended for four days from school because he said that he was going to use his Harry or his um, Lord of the Rings one ring to make his little friend disappear. And this kid apparently felt threatened by this concept because I guess Aiden could actually make him disappear. I don't know that he's maybe done it before. Mm -hmm. I I don't know where the kid came up with the idea that you could actually make someone disappear. Like you've never seen that. So anyway, um, this kid felt threatened and Aiden got four days of out of school suspension Mm. for threatening to make a kid disappear, which I, I started reading an article about it 
And the more I got into the article, the more angry I got, Kelly, because here's the thing. This isn't the first time that little Aiden has been suspended. Another time Aiden was suspended, he brought to school with him the big book of knowledge. Now, you have a kiddo. I have kiddos. Right. You've probably heard of the big book of knowledge. Mm-hmm. It was written by, um, well, it was, it's put out by BK Books. It's, it's like, it's a book of everything. Do you remember, you remember the cartoon, the great big book of everything? Oh yeah. Well, it's the great big book of everything and they were studying the solar system. So Aiden brought the great, the big book of knowledge into school and the teacher realized that it had images of pregnancy in it. Mm. So Aiden got suspended for bringing the big book of knowledge to school with him. Okay. I think we're pushing it. <laughs> uh, Push. Here, uh, here's the thing. Um, he's the kid is is nine years old. He probably knows about pregnancy, but he was learning about the solar system, uh-huh. and he had that knowledge in his hand and thought his teacher would find it cool. And for this, we suspend him from school. We remove him from school, take him out of the learning environment to punish him for wanting to participate in the learning environment. We're stifling his curiosity. We are stifling everything. They gave him, they suspended him on another occasion for calling a child black. On what continent can you not call a person of color black? Ah, what does he what exactly Casey just said here? (laughs) It's true. I mean, what are we doing? We are we are making everything not okay, but we want to have total acceptance of everything. So what's okay and what's not? I don't understand. First of all, it says right in in the school handbook that you can't give more than three days suspension. But with uh, all that aside, so they broke the rules to enforce the rules. Basically. Lovely. Lovely. But all of that aside, what would have been wrong with that teacher having a conversation in the classroom? Um, uh, Casey just asked, if it, is, it, is it a Christian school? It's in the heart of Texas. So I'm going to have to say that they probably have very strong Christian roots, mm-hmm. but it is a public school. Um, it, yeah, it's, it, as far as I know, it's a public school. So, But here's the thing. Even if, okay, let's say it was a Catholic school. What would be the problem with that teacher saying, guys, let's talk about the things that make us feel threatened. Let's nip this bullying thing in the bud. Let's talk about things that we say that can hurt people's feelings. Let's talk about things that we say that we know are just imaginary mm-hmm. and that are really not going to hurt people. Why can't we have those kinds of conversations in school? And I mean, the thing is, the kid's dad was awesome. The kid's dad was like, I don't understand where the harm was. I mean, if he could make him disappear, if he's really that good with the ring, he could bring him back. and that's you know like that's where we need to be don't you think yeah that's so funny 
I just I, I don't understand why we're making things. We were we were having these conversations on the boat. Like we were having some pretty deep conversations on the boat and with the girls. And I really think that and with with my uh, with my friend Matt. I really think that we're taking everything to extremes. We're taking every concept to extremes. We're taking um, things like bullying to extremes. I think that when our kids come home and they tell us a story about something that happened that day in school, we're looking at that and we're going, no one treats my baby that way. You, I'm going to go to that school and I'm going to tell them that I'm not going to tolerate it. Instead of sitting down and having a conversation with your kid that goes something like this, well, why did that make you feel threatened, buddy? Like, do you ever, did you ever watch any kind of magic shows with them? Um, you know, is there any kind of like imagination? There's all kinds of movies and stuff like that, that deal with like Harry Potter. Then again, if it's a highly Christian school, but I don't think it is. Um, I don't understand why we can't sit down with our kids and say, okay, I understand that that kid called you a duty head, but was that really bullying? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, why, why are we teaching our kids such incredible defense mechanisms instead of teaching them empowerment skills? Why are we not teaching our kids to say things like, that's not true for me. I don't have to listen to that. That's silly. Like, if someone would come up to my son and say, you have blue hair, freak. (laughs) My kid would look at him and go, I don't have blue hair. I have brown (laughs) hair. But we're not teaching our kids to do stuff like that, though, Kelly. We're teaching our kids to go home and go, he said I have blue hair. I do not have blue hair and I will not be spoken to in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, why are we doing that? We're, we're trying to like create this whole world of acceptance. And I think that, um, I, I think in the process of doing that, we're teaching our kids to be offended by everything. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. You know what? You're right. I'm, I'm like reading things on the screen as I'm, as I'm having this conversation Mm -hmm. with you and it's really, it's kind of funny, but we really have, we have made, (laughs) we have made things like science and religion bullying. Like science is the bully. Religion is the bully. It's true. We have. And I think that we need to step back and go, if I'm strong in my own beliefs, then it doesn't matter what you believe. And I think those are the kinds of things that we need to teach our kids more of. Like if someone were to tell your daughter, Kelly, Mm -hmm. that um, if someone were to tell your daughter that they were going to make her disappear with a ring, what would her response be? She's very analytical. So she would say, I don't think you can do that. (laughs) And that would be the end of it, right? Right. Same thing. Like if, if someone were to say to my kids, um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to put this towel over your head and I'm going to make you disappear. That would not be a terroristic threat in my school. That would be like, are you you're a weirdo? What are you <laughs> talking about? Don't say stuff like that. So I also think that a lot I think that the administration has gotten their backup 
and I don't mean the administration like the government. I mean like school administrators mm -hmm. have gotten their back up because parents are so defensive. You know what term I want to abolish? People ask this stuff all the time. What what word or what term, what click word or what buzzword would you get rid of if you could? Mm -hmm. Mama bear. Mama bear? I would get rid of mama bear. You know why? Why? Because it makes being an asshole cute. Mm. You brought out my mama bear. No, I didn't. <laughs> No, they did not. You brought out your mama bear. You allowed your mama bear out of the cage. That's on you. You taught your kid that in the face of adversity, be an asshole. Because that's what works. Mama bears are the people who go up and start playground fights with other mama bears. That's what mama bears do. Mama bears are not like the the person who's going to sit down and like talk it out <laughs> right you know a mama bear doesn't say you know what that really hurt my feelings and i want to know why you said that that's not a mama bear thing to say a mama bear thing to say would be like you don't get to talk to me that way and let me tell you why and that's not that's what we need to get rid of that is a very social media outlook on life I said it earlier about this whole vaccine debate. I'm not going to debate with anyone about vaccines because my reality is my belief system. I know what I've seen and I know what I've experienced and that's what I base my beliefs and my truth on and that's mine. But if you believe something different from me, coming to me on social media and calling me an expletive idiot and saying that I should have my children taken away from me or saying things like how selfish and irresponsible can you be because I want you to protect me, that's your reality. That's not gonna change my mind. The fact that you called me an idiot on social media and threatened my family is gonna make me change my mind? That's a mama bear response and we need to get rid of the mama bear. We need to start talking to each other like normal people. We need to start bringing the humanity back into parenting. And people are like, oh, that village thing that's so shishi-fufu. You're right, it is. It's shishi-fufu bullshit, and we should get rid of it. And you know what we should bring back? Humanity. Realizing that every single person is making choices based on their reality and their experience. And unless you know what their experience has been, intimately, then you have no right to judge their reality and their beliefs. People are going to say, you, you know, oh, you, you, everybody, it should be government regulated that everybody has to have their kid vaccinated, but yet you want to get rid of GMOs. Makes sense. Hmm. Like it, it, corn has been genetically modified since forever. It's genetic modification. What do you think vaccines are? I have to genetically modify my child against you getting the freaking measles. Exactly. But, you know, but don't put GMOs into, do into me. D Casey made me say dogs. <laughs> Stop it, Casey. <laughs> my producer's writing stuff on the screen while I'm talking, and he just randomly wrote dogs. 
I don't get my dogs vaccinated for kennel cough because I don't take them to the kennel. Dogs are genetically modified completely. Bulldogs cannot breed by themselves. Did you know that? They have to be artificially inseminated and then they have to be tube fed because English bulldogs are genetically modified. We're okay with that, but we can't eat corn. I don't get it. I think it's stupid. But I think that we need to have more conversation, not argument, not belittling, not fighting. We need to have more conversations about this stuff because if we're not going to bring the humanity and the science together behind this stuff, we're not going to change anything. We're just going to isolate ourselves more and then we're going to be separate but equal among parents and everybody else. And here's the thing. If you're over 40 years old, you're not, you're not immune to anything that you were given a booster for when you were a baby. So shut the hell up. You're just as diseased as everybody else out there. So come on. (laughs) Why don't you tell us how you really feel? I'll tell you how I really, really feel. So anyway, this was a fun show. It was. Yeah. And I like talking with you guys, even though I'm the only one who did the talking. (laughs) Join the conversation on the Parent Nation Facebook page, everybody. And until next week, keep playing. Sometimes it just has to pass mom's little barometer of, is this going to shut them up? Connect with Tara online at TaraKennedyKlein.com. Until next time, remember this. Parent Nation, why do we keep calling this the hardest job on the planet? Why don't we just appreciate the gift that we're given and try calling it the